welcome in to the Going Long on First Preview Thursday on a Friday. I am your podcast host for a day, Owen Benson, sitting alongside my podcast host for the day. <laughs> Hit him with it, Jeremy Shimko. Are, are we sure this is only going to be a one-day thing? Like, this, uh, do you already think we're on a roll? Is that what you're saying? Maybe we do like a spinoff, like Wednesdays with Jeremy and Owen, or Owen and Jeremy, and maybe we do Wednesdays OJ, where the juice is loose the whole Wednesday. Oh my God! Well, if it was <laughs> you, us two, then that wouldn't happen all day. Actually, I don't know if there would be any agreement. You're, you're, you're damn right. Um, we'd have to pick. We'd have to be really. We'd have to be really smart about how we picked it but uh it could be the oj strictly OJ. talk about the two things we agree about oj and that's it that's all we got i think that's our two things. <laughs> if you didn't guess yet our our uh our leader our fearless leader mr seth mr uncle seth the out for the day legend. the first time without him in over two, over a hundred episodes, I almost said two hundred episodes. Not quite that far. Over two years, though, we have he hit that. that Brett, he had that Brett Favre streak going. You know, it finally Iron it Man. broke. It Iron did. Man streak. You know, plus a hundred games. That's wild. We we said it pre-pod when all the best stuff happens. It's either going to be the best pod or the worst pod. Yeah, like well, I said, I think it's going to be a little bit of both, and we'll figure out which parts are going to be those parts. <laughs> Uh, speaking to you, mid Denver, Indianapolis, the worst game of all time, and a field goal just got blocked as I said that. this <laughs> game tied at six, four minutes left in the third quarter. That was crazy. As I said, that got swatted, the lowest hanging field goal of all time. Anyway, we're here. To give you a little bit of confidence going into the betting weekend, if your state allows it, of course, or country. Jeremy, you ready to play some bets? Dude, in, I was born ready. In theory? Sounds good. Why don't you hit me with a little uh, with a little Drew Carey? You got a little Drew Carey impression in you? I don't have impressions in me, man. What about I, Bob, I can't what even about, think of... What about Bob Barker? Is that better for you? You know, this is... This is the lack thereof of me. This is one for the, the listeners. Jeremy Shimko don't listen to – he don't watch TV. He don't listen to the radio. Um, I don't watch movies. I can't even think of who Bob Barker is, I don't think. This is this is criminally insane that I let you do this to yourself because now it's all over is the it family podcast. Feud? So is it Family Feud? No. No, Jeremy, it is not Family Feud. I'm telling you Bob Barker because of the next segment – that we so faithfully are inspired from. The line is right. I knew it was a game show. I'm embarrassed. You should be. You really should. I know Drew Carey, though. Drew Carey's from uh, Who's Wrong? Whose Line Is It Anyway? And, And the Drew Carey Show, of course. Never heard of that one. Anyway, uh, here's here's a little Bob Barker for you. Always get your kids spayed or neutered. 
you know, because there's overpopulation in those, this world. Well, if you're Elon Musk, maybe you don't. Maybe you do the opposite. Yeah, if you have as many kids as possible. Depends on who you talk to. But anyway, here we are to place some bets. And since this is kind of the segment I host anyway, hopefully this doesn't go too wrong. What do you think? Do you have faith in me? I got I got all the faith. I think this is it's, it's under control. We shouldn't have Seth and I arguing over Aaron Rodgers. We should be all right. True that. And it will happen early if there is an argument about Aaron Rodgers. But we'll get there. First game, just to get it out there, Indy at Denver tonight. Denver favored by three and a half points. That was the same until – Indy's latest field goal. I don't know the live line. It's two and a half. The live line currently is Denver favored by two and a half. We are picking it at three and a half. I went Denver. Jeremy went Denver. Seth also went Denver. So you know what that means? The deuce is loose. How'd that, that come over well? I like that. I, that right. was a good one. Are you are you at the hotel or are you at the house? Oh, I'm at a I'm at a house. I'm not actually at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's not screaming from the basement, is she? She might event here in a minute. Um, so yeah, we starting it off hot. I don't know how it's gonna go because there's not much points being scored in this game, but Both I thought it was fair. I felt confident about this one until I realized that Russell had one good pass play in this last drive, and that's all that's really all the offense that there was. You, you felt confident until you realized that Russ and Matt Ryan aren't that far apart right now. And that's really tough to say for Russ. Like that it's is, insane. yeah, you can expect it out of Matt Ryan, but. Matt Ryan's like going on 40. Like he's not too far behind Rodgers. And it's on a new team and it's the Colts. So it's like they haven't had quarterback luck in since before, since probably 2013 before luck got hurt the first time. I'll say something real quick, just because we just talked about this game. First of all, three injuries. Hines is out. Uh, Kelly's limited. Um, maybe not going to come back. Ursay, I ran into an article saying that Ursay is fed up with head coach and GM already. Reich has only been there for what five years? Uh, uh less than that, right? Yeah, I don't think it's I think it was nineteen. It was nineteen because McDaniel's. That was no, McDaniels it was eighteen. Going there. It was eighteen. It was the year after the Super Bowl. My bad. I should have realized that. It was the year after the Super Bowl they picked him up. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because him and uh, him and what's his nuts that went to the Vikings. Um, the QB coach. They were the two that went right off the bat. Oh yeah, I forget his DeFilippo, name too. DeFilippo. DeFilippo. Yep. But um, I guess right. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, five years. Yeah, shit. Four yeah. or five years either way, but um, Frank Reich and uh, what's his name, Chris? What's the GM, Chris? Ballard, Chris Ballard. Ballard. I mean, those are two guys you felt like you were gonna stick with for a while, but I mean, yeah. Do you just look at the production? It's like something's gotta, something's gotta change. It, you know, the thing about it too, and I guess this is the one thing I would say is, they hit the nail on the head at the one position that matters most with Andrew Luck, who was quote unquote can't miss prospect, right? And since Luck left. They can't get it right at quarterback. I mean, different quarterback every year for, what, five years it's been now? Which is clearly not the way to do it. Carolina's can kind of been doing the same thing. You go, I mean, they had a little Cam Newton in there. You go at Teddy Bridgewater before that, and then Darnold, Darnold. Baker. Right. It's clearly not the way. I think there is something that the Tampa Bay GM, uh, Jason Licht, I think he's Tampa Bay. Might be somewhere yeah. else. Nope, he's Tampa. You got it right. He um, 
he said just offhand to a reporter during the offseason, he's like, you know, in the event that Brady doesn't come back, how many quarterbacks are you really thinking about that you might consider trading for? And he's like, he like thinks about it for a second. He's like, you know, like seven, maybe. So just seven, just seven veteran quarterbacks in the league you'd even take a chance on if you were a good team. And the way you're explaining that is it's not like a, a solid seven. It's <laughs> no. probably it's probably a solid two or three, with four or five being if we needed to. Ages or doesn't you know, system fits, but I mean you, you know. You think the Herberts and the Allens and the Mahomes and Lamars and, you know. Um, if Jalen keeps on progressing like he is, like, it's a young man's league right now, Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you end up with a Derek Carr in your system, you can get what get by with that. But if you trade for Derek Carr, there's something immediately lost there. And now it's like the, you know, um, now, you know, don't deep dive into it, but it's very, very clearly like Dak Prescott wouldn't succeed. Uh, as well as he would in Dallas at this point, you know, is my thought. I just got one last comment to make on Technically two. I heard a thing today that they were saying that Dak is the future quarterback of the 49ers. That's thing one. Um, that's a hot take. Um, if you were to just yeah. go straight up with Rush. Um, and then second thing is um, it's truly not late 90s, early 2000s football anymore, where you can just go take Trent Dilfer and win a Super Bowl. You know, or Brad Johnson and win a Super Bowl. It's not that NFL anymore. Like, you got to have the guy. Um, yep. And it just goes to show, like, teams like what the Broncos did, it don't always pan out. And, I mean, you don't always expect it to be just a seamless fit, but the Broncos have looked rough. But anyways. Anyways is correct. What matters is we all pick Denver and we all just might lose that. That's what matters. Oh, they did, ju- they did just kick a field goal. So they you're got the ball. Hair, you're a hair ahead of me right now. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um. Anyway, moving on. Next game, London game. Waking up. Are, are you waking up for this one, or are you working? I always work. So anyway, well, he'll be up, but he and he, you'll well, you'll be watching it while you work. Don't lie to yourself. I probably will spin it on. Um, eight thirty. I'll either be in the shower or just getting the hell out of here. So. I like to throw the games on and throw them in the passenger seat and just listen while I'm driving, but uh, yeah. I'll definitely – I'll be catching it. New York Giants at the Green Bay Packers, obviously a neutral field in London. Tottenham Stadium? Tottenham yep. Stadium? You got it right. Yep, they're they're taking out the fresh green grass and bumping up the turf. The fresh sod. Yeah, and they're bringing up the turf to every NFL player's uh, chagrin. Not super happy about it. Lafleur was asked about it today. He's like, "Yeah, it's the first time I've ever been to London." Who Lafleur coached there twice. He's like, "It's the first time I went to London, and they've changed the turf because we were coming in." <laughs> so he's not happy about it. I don't think anyone's happy to play on turf anymore. Regardless, we got a game eight thirty in the morning Central Time NFL Network. Giants have major quarterback injury issues i'm getting the the updated updated here tyrod taylor went out with a concussion last week in relief of daniel jones he is not going to play daniel jones has been limited in practice the past couple days there is a chance that he can go does it matter really though is my question to you jeremy i'll give you a couple other injury updates looks like 
Uh, Jair practiced fully on Thursday. He looks good to go. Adrian Amos and Bakhtiari have been 50-50. Elton Jenkins right there, too. Alan Lazard, Josh Myers. Those are some impact starters there that there's question marks about. Giants have just as long of a injury uh, report. You, yep. You'll see Leonard Williams is still a question mark for this game. He was a big-time player. Kadarius Tony was practicing limited, been downgraded, did not practice. Looking at Evan Neal, questionable. Um, Julian Love. Kenny Galladay is not going to play, but would it matter if he did? What are you thinking, Jeremy? Hackers are favored by eight points in this game. I like that subtle shot at uh, Galladay at the end there. Um, <clears throat> if I didn't, you would have. That's the truth. Um, you know who's missing from that injury report for the Giants? Who that? Think corners. Ah, Adoree Jackson. He Everybody. is not on this. But, no, they got a hell of an injury list. I didn't even realize that. Um, Both teams, really. Yeah, theirs is, looks like it's about three times longer than your guys'. Oh, does it? I, Maybe not. Yeah, right. I mean, from the looks of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yep, you're right. The Evan Neal, that's big. The Leonard Williams is big. Um, You'd think Kadarius Tony should be big, but they just haven't been giving him the ball when he has been in. Yeah, they – the Giants are so funny. Um, Kenny Galladay, you actually wonder if he's hurt or if they're just benching him. Um, <laughs> the quarterback thing, I don't know if it's actually that big, if I'm being completely honest, because is it better to roll out with one of these two or is it better to roll out with, I don't know who their third stringer is, somebody that's unknown, you know what I mean, that you can't game plan for. You know, you run into one of these sneaky games where it's like, hey, we have no tape on this guy. We're in London. It's at an odd time. It's a trap game. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those. Um, what is the line here? Green Bay favored by eight. Oof. I'm sorry. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I think Green Bay takes this, but they're, I don't think it's over a touchdown. Um, I think it's like a touchdown at best. So, yeah, give me give me Giants to, to keep it feisty in the middle there. But, yeah, Green Bay I think will win. Just off pure attrition alone. I'm not really going to – beat around the bush on this. I definitely don't really have uh, much of a worry that Green Bay will win this, but the fact is, is they're probably only going to end up with like 24 points. That's just kind of how it's been going. Right. Um, I'm on the fence here. I do. The line is enough to give me pause. I definitely was thinking going into this, I was going to pick Green Bay, but I, the most likely outcomes are Green Bay wins by one to eight. You know, yeah. somewhere in there. That's my most yep. likely outcome of this game. So I'm going to stick with that. Give me the Giants plus eight. I'm with you. What's Green, Mr. Seth coming to that? Green Bay by 26. You know, you know exactly what he said, and that is exactly it. We don't even have to say it. The viewers know. Once once I see Green Bay beat up on, on the Giants, I know they're, they've got the offense rolling. Then I'll start thinking about them for these big lines. Yep. But uh, for now – um, give yeah. me a, give me a tough one. Battle of the three and one teams. Battle of the three and ones. Next game, as I pull up the injury report, we got the Seattle Seahawks and MVP candidate Geno Smith traveling to the New Orleans Saints. Week five already. God, that's crazy. 
Uh, bringing up the injury report here for the Seahawks. Uh, again, it's tough looking at this injury report because it's like, who are these guys even anyway? Um, kind of hit and miss. Rashad Penny was probably the biggest impact player on there, but he looks like a full participant. Moving over to the Saints side, uh, looks like Michael Thomas is still going to be out. Jameis Winston also not practicing this week yet. Um, Alvin Kamara is limited. Jarvis Landry, limited. Ryan Ramchick, Taysom Hill. Ooh, impact players right there. Taysom Hill. Full participants looks like they're in. Um, God, what a – another one of those games like midseason where you just think it's one of those games I'm just going to see in the back of red zone. Like something crazy will happen, but it also also be just absent for the entire viewing experience. Um, we have Seattle traveling to New Orleans. New Orleans, Orleans favored by five and a half points. Seattle coming in playing consecutive road games outside of the division. Again, always going to be mentioned because it is a big deal, especially when you're talking about a West Coast team traveling to East Coast. Is New Orleans on East Coast time? I know they're not on the coast. I think they're they might be on Eastern time though. I forget. I'm gonna look like a fool when they're not. Um, Saints traveling back from London, which they get some much needed uh, resting time after that. But it certainly isn't isn't an easy experience coming back, uh, traveling back from London and still having a full week of practice. Saints, I, I I don't know. I don't really know what the expectations were for them coming in with with Jameis at the helm. I think we knew it was going to be up and down, but really so far, except for a tight game against Tampa Bay, not really counting the Carolina win because whatever. Um, expectations really haven't been met, even though they were they weren't high. Um, you'd have to think this is kind of a perfect spot for a, a for real defense to come in and shut down Geno. That is a tough call for me. Uh, um, over under is 46 and a half points. Nowhere near last week's point total for the Seahawks as they came up with like 48 just themselves. God damn, Seahawks Lions almost went for a hundred point over under total. That's crazy. Um Jeremy, as you're sitting down, Seahawks traveling to the Saints. Saints favored by five and a half points. Nothing really major on the injury report. Michael Thomas is still out. Jameis is still out. Kamara looks like he could be in. Um, and, and then who the hell cares about the Seahawks injury report? Because whatever. What do you think? You're muted, pal. <laughs> Long story short, we had a conundrum. I had to run two real quick. I, I, I filibustered. I'm sorry. All right. We're good. I was going to say, you didn't miss the beat. I was impressed. Um, where are you at on this one? I didn't pick it. Okay. What's the line? Three and a half? Is that what I heard? Five and a half. Seahawks at the Saints. Saints favored by five and a half. Saints are fa favored. Yeah, you're talking MVP Geno coming to town. Think, but again, as I was saying, think about Seahawks playing on second consecutive games on the road outside of the division. Wait a second, but you said the Saints are favored? Exactly. Saints coming back from a London game, so you know they lost the day of rest. So I know where you're going. 
Yeah, the the Hawks. I I can't believe the Saints are favored on the road again. Going literally, you're going from coastline to a completely another country coastline. Like that's a that's a haul. Um, I can't believe they're favored by five and a half. That blows my mind. Um, no, like you, I heard you say it. Uh, Seahawks Lions game that was. A very very interesting game to say the yeah, least. Yeah, I, mean, I brought it. I brought it up just the fact the over under here is forty six and a half total points for this game. Yeah, right. and the Seahawks beat that themselves just last week. Right. Um, I'll say this: two different caliber defenses, though. Yes, I was just going to say that it doesn't take much. I mean, you could probably take the average college team right now; and they're going to put up thirty on the Lions. But yikes, um, dude, they're they're rough and they're kind of beat up on defense too. But holy crap! No, give me, yeah, give me the Hawks. I I can't believe they're not favored here. That kind of blows my mind. And on their injury report, it's not that wild. Yeah, well, they, they got some people, but it, it's like they're probably starters. But it's like I don't know if they're backups. Like those, the, they feel like backup level names on a on a good team. You know, I was gonna so say Justin Coleman. Is. I think plays the slot, like a nickel corner. And I think Quentin Jefferson is a rotating guy. I don't think he's a starter there. Damian Lewis, I don't remember if he starts because that's the Ox offensive line. It's hard to call anymore. Yeah. And then Kenneth Walker is another guy that rotates. You know, Marcus Marquise Godwin, we all know who that is from uh the Olympic stuff. But I don't think a single one of these guys is like, oh my God, they're they're down Geno. You know, yeah. Rashad Penny was the one that I mentioned, but he's a bolter participant. So I don't think he's even a question right now. Yeah, as I was gonna say, I don't even see him on here. There you go. Um, so you're clearly going Seahawks. I'm going to stick with the Seahawks as well. It's, you know, Saints got to prove it, man. They should. Andy Dalton doesn't look too bad. I think they could score 23, but um, I don't think they're going to score 23 and hold them to 18 or under. You know, or 17, I, would, I guess. I would say to what you just said there about Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton doesn't freak you out when he steps on the field like any pass could be a pick six. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that Jameis factor to him, but I I just don't feel that good about him with the traveling, like you mentioned. If this game was home, I'd probably go see. I'd probably go Saints. It is home. It's at. I thought you were saying it was at the Seahawks the whole time. No. Oh, it's at the Saints. It's at it's at the Saints. Yeah, it still feels bloated, but it's it's Saints minus five and a half at home. Yep. You're going Seahawks. I'm yeah. I'm going. I am still sticking with Seahawks. I don't feel great about it, but it's also I just don't feel good enough about the Saints to pick them with that many points. Let me do a tiny bit of research quick. God damn! Is that Seahawks defense? Is it just the one big game for points against them? Well, they give up. Ugh. I'm sticking Seahawks. I'm sticking Seahawks. Um, the Falcons, I mean, are a fair team with a lot of talent. The Niners are one of the best rosters in the league. They had a bunch of points putting them up on them on the Lions, but then they beat a good quarterback in Russ, what we think was a good quarterback. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking, sticking Hawks. He's Pete sticking Carroll, Hawks, he's folks. Yep. And I go Hawks. Seth goes Hawks. So you know what that means. The Juice. Is loops. Next game. 
<laughs> heading to where are we at on this game? We are heading to Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills. I believe Jeremy's number one. Is that correct? Yeah. Jeremy's number one for the week in the power rankings. Actually, I I uh, retrofitted the Eagles to be your number one because that's just how it has to be. That's not fair. But it is. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the Buffalo Bills. In what a matchup. Kenny Pickett's first uh, first start. Not first playing time, but definitely his first start. Uh, just a quick – just quickly throw it out there. I don't know if we talked about it on the Tuesday pod. Initial thoughts on Kenny Pickett's debut, if you watched it at all. I did. I mean, I should say I caught highlights. Um, he's a rookie quarterback, that's for sure. You know, Um I'm not going to sit here and go, yeah, he's definitely got small hands. You know, I'm not going to give you anything like that. But, I mean, three picks, realistically, the three picks was his three incompletions. So, you know. That's uh, exactly what I would say. I was watching it live. He came in. I was like, holy shit, this is actually happening. I was playing Cyberpunk by, at, at the time, by the way. And I seen it out of the corner of my head. I was like, holy crap, it's happening. Um, it was like first actual pass he threw. It was, a, it was a bomb, but it was to Chase Claypool, hit him right in the hands, bounced out, interception. Oh. Next one, I think, also was a bounce out of someone's hands into an interception. And then th- the third one was last second, trying to make something happen at the end. And, that yeah. you know, those never matter. So, uh, to me, yeah, yeah I agree with you. Not uh, Three picks that don't matter. Right. And it's like you're a rookie quarterback on a one-and-three team right now. Um, Chase Claypool's got two targets. I'm pretty sure both were drops. Um, Pickens is clearly the lead dog there. He's a he's, um, a, he's a dog. He is a dog. Um, Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, like they got guys there to get him going with. Najee Harris finally had like a decent game. Um, no, I expect Pickett to. He's going to put in a reasonable rookie year. I don't think it's going to be repeat defenders of three interceptions, but uh, no, that was. It looks bad on this. It's kind of like what I said about Jalen a couple of weeks ago. Is the stats don't tell the story of the game because um, he was Pickett was moving the ball. It's just like you just mentioned, two of them are not even really on him. But no, I think it was solid. I will say that the guy can definitely he he can rip it. It's it's kind of funny because Trubisky, like I said a couple weeks ago, throws a really nice ball. Like it looks good. He looks the part, but they just never seem to land where they need to go. And Pickett, they're landing where they need to go. You know what I mean? For the most part, yep. obviously, two picks is not where they need to go. But, no, I think um, they're in better hands now, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and this, that leads him to his offic- first official debut at maybe the best team in the league. <laughs> so, right. um, now, positive for him, Jordan Poyer has been out all week with his ribs injury uh, after that huge interception he had. Um Christian Benford, who is technically their lead corner right now, looks like he is not expected to play. Tremaine Edmonds is questionable with a hamstring. Those are three of your biggest starters on defense right now. Um, Add in Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips, who would be your next two, are also limited in practice, so they're they're a question mark. It could work out for him if if everyone was out. You know, you could start to think, you know, they got a chance. But um, if Oliver and Phillips are playing, I think that line gets blown up. 
like right. like nothing. And it still might with the edge rushers they have. Um, on the Steelers side, it looks like Minka was a question mark with a knee injury. Um, Deontay Johnson, Cam Hayward, both question marks as well. Um, so we'll see. You know, it'll be Kilo Witherspoon is probably the one guy that's actually down. Right. That that matters. Um, TJ Watt should be actually coming back in the next couple of weeks. You can hope. But um, you yeah, you hope. But otherwise, yeah. It, from what I read earlier, Johnson, Edmonds, Fitzpatrick, Hayward, the guys that truly matter in that listing, they're all supposed to play. So. What do you what are you thinking here? Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo favored by 14 points at home. Probably the biggest line of the year so far. That's As things so, start to steady in. Yeah, that's a huge line. It is. Um, and crazy enough, I want to take it, if I'm being completely honest. My worry is rookie quarterback, one and three team, garbage time points. That's my worry. To bring it within 10. You know I, mean? I can see it. My only thing is Buffalo. If they're stomping a team, they're not a team that lets lets them come back. They, they never no, have. They're not. If they're winning by 50, it's 50 to, like, 15. Yeah. Um, fuck it. I'm taking Buffalo. I, I uh, And, you know, I want to follow this up with a quick comment. I'm taking Buffalo with the 14, but look at this next couple of games for the Steelers. You have Buffalo this week, Tampa at home, at Miami, at Philly. Mm. that's a rough go of teams right there, especially for your brand new rookie starting quarterback. No. Yeah. Give it, give it to me. I'll take Buffalo by 14. I'm not even going to, this is one. So I'm picking Buffalo. Um, it's a lot of points, but Buffalo's great team. Pittsburgh is not yet. Uh, but I'm definitely rooting for Kenny Pickett here to do good. Cause I definitely like yeah. watching him play and it sucked that he ended up with three interceptions when he should have had one. Um, and one that didn't matter. Right. But, um, yeah, I definitely think Buffalo starts proving themselves again. Uh, they just came off tough games against Baltimore and Miami, like back-to-back in bad weather conditions. Let's just see what they can do in a normal normal game. Uh, and Seth also went Buffalo. So you know what that means. The juice is loose. Next in game. Buffalo, both places. Chicago traveling to Minnesota in an NFC North battle. Minnesota favored by seven and a half points over a touchdown for Minnesota. Um, I don't have the injury report up here with me right away. But, uh, you know, Bears have been absolutely lifeless in their passing game, which isn't totally Fields' fault. Is literally the line is nothing. Like, it's nothing. It's porous. Um, obviously that limits what they can do. Uh, giants kind of tore them up in that fact because they just wouldn't, they just stopped to run. That's all they had to do. Um, Vikings coming off a London game and a London game. They, they kind of snuck away with, so they're having to deal with the long trip, but are they that much better of a team that it doesn't matter? Jeremy Chicago at Minnesota, Minnesota favored by seven and a half, seven and a half. Um, you know, I was speaking with one of our resident Viking fans about this game not too long ago today. Yeah. And uh, they made the comment that they expect it to be a big Kirk game. Um, I expect it to be a big Vikings defense game. Um, I have completely lost my mouse. But no, I think 
this one could get wrapped up early. Um, you take fields out of this game, and all of a sudden you have a super mess. And the thing about it is fields may run for 90 yards, but he's probably going to throw for 60. So I, I'm high on fields, but I think this could be this is could be a rough one. Give me, I, yeah, give me Minnesota. I would take him at plus ten. I think he wants Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to add. I think David Montgomery did get upgraded um, to practicing this week. So wait, Montgomery's would, practicing. He will probably go in a limited role, and you'll probably Might see, shift the whole thing for me on. I think a Montgomery Herbert run game is the best way to go about it for the Bears because I think Herbert is just as good. Um, but that's just me. No, I'm picking on you about the Montgomery thing. I just, I'm a lover of that guy. But no, I know I, you are. I don't think that changes the outcome of this game. Yeah, Zadarius Smith is the only, I guess, Cam Dantzler. Cam Dantzler actually downgraded. Doesn't look like he's going to play. Zadarius is questionable. Um, yeah, I just. Minnesota's a better team. Defense hasn't played up to their standards yet, and I think this is the game that they really, like, show up. I, um, I was going to say, I think this is the big Minnesota defense game show up yeah. if you just um... – Yeah. So, I'm I'm going to say, like, 24 to 10. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Vikings. And so does Seth. So, the juice is loose. I'm going to get tired just doing that to myself all day. Uh we got to stop agreeing. Tell Seth to switch his picks. Next on, game. Seth. Next game in AFC South matchup. Houston Texans traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fresh yeah, off a tough, tough, tough loss in Philly, in bad weather, in Dougie's return. Um, I'm sure you're not that worried about the Jaguars because they did. You know, they did play a respectable game for sure against a tough opponent. Um, the Texans certainly seem to be more of a worry. Uh, they might end up winless. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> I don't really see the ball moving much. And I do like Davis Mills, but maybe just because of out of irony and not of out of actual substance. I think we're just those guys. I think we are. I think you just pick them too many times in Madden to bring the yep. worst to first. Uh, you know. So, I would say the Jaguars, it was a sloppy loss because of the the Lawrence fumbles, which are obviously big plays, but it's like, we talked about it, like, if you got Fletcher Cox staring you in the face, I mean, what are you going to do, right? You hold on to it as much as you can, but he's way bigger and meaner than you are. Um, Texans, I mean, in essence, they did kind of play well in a comeback at the end against the Chargers, but... It feels like a tough trip for them to make. Um, can they stay within seven? Jeremy on the road. Texans keep it within seven. I don't think so. I think this is going to be a Doug get right game. Um, the thing about it is the Eagles gave them seven right off the bat, right? In bad weather, Hurts throws a pick six. Um, bad was put, ball was placed bad, tips, guy catches it. Uh, Cisco um, takes it for a tutty. But no, Lawrence put the ball in the turf a lot, uh, which was ball in the grass in Philly, a lot, Ayo. which was yeah. kind of scary, honestly. But um, I mean, because it was funny, I was listening. I think the going long, uh, the going long first of all, that's us. The uh, green light pod was Chris Long, 
and they pulled up Lawrence's hand size and he's got a 10 inch mitt, bro. Like, so it was yeah. like, wow. For he's him to a put large the ball dude. The, he is. But here's the deal. I mean, Hassan Reddick got defensive player of the week this week for a reason. He had a monster game. Him, he's back. Graham, Son, uh, Javon Harvergrave, Fletch, like you mentioned, Sweat, they all, all the dogs. But no, I think, um, yeah, I think Lawrence is going to get it rolling. Jamal Agnew, man, is a threat no matter where he is on the feet. That on the field, that guy could be playing cornerback, and I wouldn't throw the ball his way because he'd take it for a touchdown. But uh, no, I just think this is a more well-rounded team right now um, than the Texans. See, so, yeah, I give it to me. I think they're going to win this. I think by ten plus. The Jaguars, I think, are a good team. You th- you're thinking maybe a wild card spot for the Jaguars. I'm that thinking they, can they might win the South. I think they're going. Well, win that's the South. true. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah. I mean, what what is their competition? I mean, Tennessee's kind of starting to make a comeback, but uh, Jaguars certainly feel like they're they're more there. Um, injury report is not not much to report for the Jaguars. Clavon Chase on Zay Jones are questionable. Maybe that works out for them. Texans have a lot more injuries, but they're kind of like the Seahawks where they have a lot of not significant names. Brevin Jordan being the one name, but they have a another tight end who's just as good. Um, OJ Howard? No, uh, Aikens, right? They got OJ Howard too. Do they? Oh, I yeah. didn't even know that. OJ Howard, his first game, he was signed two days before and caught two touchdowns. The one thing I will say about the Texans is Derek Stingley actually looks like a baller like he actually looks like a pretty damn good cornerback he looks the part he does and that's that secondary is pretty good though it's surprised like a third overall pick for stingley you're like i mean not what you were thinking that early or the first being the first cornerback out but um he certainly looked like the one him and pierce the running back both yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's right they're both impact players so hopefully the rest can follow suit but i'm picking jacksonville here um just Texans have disappointed me too much. And maybe this is the time they get it going. Maybe, hopefully. Maybe this is the one we get wrong on them. You know, That's uh, fine. Then I know. Then feel, I know I can pick them again. Right. They do feel like they're trending the right direction at least. So. Yeah, when you got Damon, Damian Pierce showing out like that. And uh, Seth went the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the goose is loose. That's Four in a row and five out of six. That That's a terrible that. sign. Seth is the only one that deferred, and he went Green Bay, which is never something that happens. Like we're usually we're all on Green Bay, or I and Seth are on Green Bay. <laughs> Next game, we got the Miami Dolphins to a who against the New York Jets. They are the Teddy-led Dolphins. Correct. Two and on is no more for at least one game. Uh, pulling up the injury report here. Uh, this will be an interesting one to watch. The Dolphins were noticeably absent from both of our power rankings for the week because of, I think, probably the recency of Tua being gone. Once he comes back, then I'll start considering him again. But for right now, um, I just don't see it. And I think they're going to struggle against the Jets, whether they can – win by three. Uh, I don't think they're going to do it in uh, entertaining fashion. But uh, what do you think here, Jeremy? Dolphins at Jets. Jets or Dolphins favored by three on the road. Dolphins favored by three on the road. Um, you want to know something? I'm. Let me pull the Dolphins injury report. 
I'm yeah. I might go I might go Dolphins by three just because that is a hard team to cover, and I don't know if the Jets got you know the Jets got two good corners though because Sauce. That's I'm that's what I'm very curious of is how these cornerbacks hold up against those receivers because I I'm blanking on the other guy's name, but Sauce and him um, are like Callahan or is that not is he not there yet anymore? Is it Callahan? Bryce Callahan or I think the guy's also a rookie is the problem. Um, they're both young. That's all I know. And like they're they've been like locked down this year so far. Um, there's a lot of good young corners in the NFL, and that is very exciting right now. But um, I'm very curious of how they play against those Dolphins receivers. This is going to be their biggest test yet, especially Sauce. Like I'm, I'm excited to see how he plays um, against just pure speed coming from that Miami team. Um, you know, Teddy, Teddy against um, Zach Wilson. The Dolphins are definitely more beat up. That's for sure. Um, most of these guys, if I remember right, are trending to play. Three and a half, though. That's not enough. Uh, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go Miami. I expect this to be interesting, but I'm going to go Miami. He's got to go Miami, folks. Folks. Huh. All right. I was just sneaking a peek at Seth's pick there. Yeah, Dolphins will be starting Bridgewater, as you mentioned. Um, obviously, Tua still out with uh, back issues. <laughs> This guy this is guy. is Bridgewater capable of getting the ball out in space to Waddle and Hill. I mean, those are the two guys you want you'd want to to help out a quarterback who might be struggling. You know, right. um, but to me, I think the Jets have played better in Zach Wilson's back. He looked good. He looked better than he did last year in one game in against Pittsburgh, who was a good defense. I think the Jets have some momentum. I think they pull out the upset. Give me. The New York Jets. The New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. If there's some sort of setback with Wilson in practice, because I know he's limited, that would suck. Um, and that would certainly – I would have changed my opinion then. But too late, thrown in the Jets, and Seth is as well. But I think Seth is picking the Jets just out of spite because Tua isn't playing. What do you think about that? You know what? Hold up for a second. Oh. It's DJ Reed Jr. is the other guy. Um, he's a former Seahawk for the Jets. I thought he's a rookie. He's not, but he is locked down so far this year. Uh, God, I want to switch, but I just don't know if I can. We have too many. We have too many that we agreed on. Don't do it. I won't. I can't go with Sue. I can't go with Seth on this one. <laughs> you pick, I like how you pick Miami the one week that they don't have Tua in. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure Seth knows this. <laughs> make sure he especially knows it when I get it right. Perfect. Will do. Uh moving on, moving right along here. We got the now another, I mean a lot of divisional matchups this week. Are all of them? No, nearly all of them. Um Atlanta traveling to Tampa Bay, the recently divorcing Tom Brady. Really? You went there, really? <laughs> hey, look, it's all—it's all over the news. And what? Who am I to not report it? You know what I mean? That was an undeserved—that was an undeserved shot. It's not a shot. It's just something that happened on the news. Okay. Damn, I'm not a hater. I promise. 
Um, I don't. I don't know if I believe you. He is having. He is having some injury issues. He's got a hampering, like his shoulder and finger are starting to fall off. So, no, it's I mean, his heart. It's his heart is broken. Broken, broken heart. Officially a shoulder finger injury on the report, but he is full participant today. Um, Russell Gage limited. Chris Godwin limited. Uh, Julio Jones limited. So that's you know all your guys. Donovan Smith limited. Akeem Hicks still not participating. So a lot. Bucks still dealing with a lot of injuries, but you you do have a lot of question marks. The only question on the Falcon side, Kyle Pitts, the one guy you don't want questions with. Um, right. He hasn't been much of a factor up to this point, but for them to be who they want to be, he has to be. Um, so it looks like he's trending out for this game. Can Drake London be the sole cog in that that, air, that Marcus Mariota air raid? Um, I have, and the line has changed a bit on this one for sure. It, it opened at Buccaneers favored by eight and a half, but I think the Kyle Pitts injury is so severe or so impactful. Uh, it has kind of pushed its way up to 10 Buccaneers favored by 10 points at home. This mm-hmm. is for first place in the division. Who would have thunk, huh? Right. Who? Yeah. Who would have thunk? Atlanta was playing this well. I think I guessed on them early in the year. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think I was high on them. I think I think you were you were, you said something along the lines of out of the bad teams, they're the most likely to have a chance. Yeah, and uh, I so to that point, I'm going Atlanta here. Um, God, that's a scary pick, though. Holy shit! Do I really want to do it? I think you do. I kind their of injury, want to. Their injury report's not that bad. You said it's eight and a half? Uh, 10. It was eight and a half. It has put, been pushed to 10. It's 10 points, Tampa. 10 flat Tampa, points. 10. Yep. Man. At, at home. Post-hurricane. Oh, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm not only taking... Atlanta. Oh, geez. Recover here. I'm taking Atlanta to win this game outright. Give it to me. Lock Blasphemy. It Blasphemer you are. The Brady lover himself. Jeremy. Lock it up, bro. I'm I'm in. I think the Julio knee stuff is bad. I think the Godwin knee stuff is not very good. I think the Russell Gage stuff is not the best. Pierman has not really been what they wanted him to be. Davis is sounding like he's been kind of, I mean, fairly hampered. Yeah. And then Brait, I don't think, is supposed to play this week with the concussion. I'm pretty sure they're holding him out. Um, like you said, there's all this stuff going on with Tom. thing about Tom is his, his poor, poor heart's broken. He's going to drop a game here. Give me – the Atlanta Falcons. So they really, the, the biggest miss you had is the recently retired Cole Beasley, who uh, who, had, who retired in an effort to really be there for his wife and kids, is what he said. Did you did see that? Did he actually say that? He did. That was that was his his uh, his Instagram message for his retirement. He's like, uh, I'm ready to go home and do my duty as a father and a husband, really be there for my family. Like he made a stress and it may just be like, you know, not thinking about it in that way, but boy, does it come off (laughs) a little bit. 
terrible. Yeah. Yeah, especially wow. when the next day is the divorce lawyers news for for the Brady Bunch. You want to know some of Cole Measley Beasley? Tom Brady just built different, okay? He's he's built different, dude. He's all football. Um, all ball, all ball. Regardless, Jeremy on the Atlanta Falcons to win the game, but you can take the ten points. Um, I'm picking a bit. I'm picking a get right spot for the Bucks here. Um, they haven't played well yet. Falcons certainly overachieving at this point. I'm looking for water to find its level here. I think the offense rolls, defense bounces back. They look like the Bucks again, and we'll see how they actually do against a good opponent. But uh, for Jeremy, this is the good opponent. So I, I think it'll be an interesting matchup, but I'm just rooting for, uh, I guess, a blowout, but not totally. I think the Falcons score points, but. My worry, my worry for the Falcons would be moving the ball between the 20s. If that gets messy early, I'm going to feel like an idiot. But uh, I think in the red zone, pits or not, they have the ability to really shake things up against Tampa. And I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, personally. But Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Seth agrees with Jeremy. Of course he does. Taking where the is, Atlanta Falcons. Where is he to take a shot? Where is he to take a shot on Tom Brady right now? Come on, Seth. Riding around on a boat, drinking margaritas. I don't think he's girl. I don't think he's doing anything fun, at least from the way it sounded like he is on a boat, but it didn't sound like he liked it. Um <laughs> moving on, next game. We have an interesting matchup. Really interesting matchup here. We got the Detroit Lions traveling to New England. Um, currently pulling up, this one is big for the injury report. Um, and I keep hitting paywall sites. Got to hate those. Don't you? For the worst. Oh, before too, I, I forgot to mention this. I was pulling up the Houston games injury report and like the second result was Deshaun Watson listed as questionable for this game with a, with a did not or not injury related de- injury designation. So it was like mid October last year when they were still wondering if he was going to get to play it all this year. <laughs> Shots fired them. This game, Lions at the Patriots. I think I have that right. Yeah, I do. Um, injury report big, obviously big for uh, the Patriots to get over this, but it does look like Mac Jones is. Uh, going to be clear to play. He's on the field in limited fashion, but for a quarterback, that means if you're practicing, you're you're going to play. Right. Um, especially or Brian Hoyer with a concussion. Act with his concussion, actually put on injured reserve for that concussion. So, and it's Sounds probably like not even, it's probably not even that severe, but it's just when you have Bailey Bailey's happy back there, um, who is going to be second string anyway going forward. Feels like feels like it was the natural order. Um, Patriots are going to have Lawrence Guy, Demarcus Mitchell, two big defensive linemen out for this game. And Lions, we have Quintez Cephas still out. Uh, Amon Ra, Ra St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift, the two big ones right there, uh, still out this week. Definitely trending in the wrong way or in the wrong direction. Swift already reported unlikely to play. Uh, expect the same for St. Brown unless there's a magical comeback. 
Um, and then a slew of questionables. Obviously, there's some big ones for the Lions. TJ Hawkinson is trending up, but there's DJ Chark. There's a bunch of offensive linemen, Frank, Frank Ragnow, Josh Reynolds. Um, that's a big deal for the Lions to have those impact players questionable. I would like to hear what you think. Patriots are favored by three and a half points at home. Mac is trending to play. Yep. Three and a half points, Patriots at home. Yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> the Patriots can't score. But, but the Lions give up every point possible. But the Patriots can't score, man. I'm just I don't, saying. I don't care about the Lions part of things. The Patriots don't score points. They barely move the ball. Um, is this a smart game out of Bill where he, like, super controls the clock? I'm going to go the Lions here. Um, I expect this game to be very interesting. I expect this game to be run, run, run heavy for um, Patriots. Yeah, I mean, it's got to. You have to control the clock. Um, it'll be really interesting the way they come out and attack. Um, why do I want to say Stafford so bad? Um, Goff? Yeah. You said Swift is back? No, Swift even more unlikely than St. Brown, but they both have not practiced this week. I don't think that matters to me. I think the well, Lions win this by a time. It, it didn't last week. They yeah, still scored. 45. They're going to put up points. I mean, they're going to give up points, but they're going to put up points. I'm just not worried about the Patriots scoring a lot. I am just, I am with the, that defense. I, I will say, I will say that. I, um, I mean, G, again, Geno Smith looked like an MVP candidate last week. Um, strictly because of the Lions porous defense. Do you think Mac has that in him, though? Do you think the Patriots' offense truly has that? Because here's the deal. Geno's not a bad quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but he's not a bad one. You know what I mean? Like, you can get away with Geno for extended periods. I mean, that's fair, but in this instance, Mac Jones is a better quarterback. I I truly believe that. So, um, for this one, I'm going to pick – I'm saying Patriots – 27 Lions 20. That's where I'm leveling out at. Yeah, I think Patriots move the ball. I do. Both you ways think, run, run and pass. You're you're that confident in that Patriot defense, though, huh? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yep. Um it won't be a shootout. That's the thing, is like Lions games have turned into shootouts every single time because they give up points so quick. And that's why their own offensive totals are so bloated. I think the Patriots have total ball control here, and I think the defense is definitely serviceable enough to get a few stops. Um, give me – and then I think if there's any game to have Mac Jones let it rip, like, and he already has been showing it to Devontae Parker. It feels like they have a great connection. So give me – yeah, give me the Patriots by a touchdown. And I can't get with that. That's Okay. That's all right. I think it is. I think it's a good line. I think it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. I, I get your logic, but um, man, I mean, golf has got eleven touchdowns 
Mac Jones has got five interceptions and two touchdowns. He's been playing a lot better teams. I will say that. Uh, all right. Yeah, and including the Dolphins and Ravens. Uh, next up, did they play the Bills yet? No, you didn't give me. You didn't give Seth pick. Seth picked the Detroit Lions because, of course, he has. I've went against the Lions a lot more times than I thought I would, but um, I was I wasn't quite correct about the Vikings pick, but I was correct last week about the Seattle Seahawks. They're right on the line for me. Like I I know they're better than that. I just need them to be better than that. Um, next game, Tennessee at Washington. Probably going to be a boring game, but it's always kind of interesting to see in which ways and how many times Carson Wentz ends up on his side and back. Um, how much garbage time points and yards he gets. And also interesting to see if we can get a long Derrick Henry thunderous touchdown. You know, always rooting for those. Um, bringing up the injury. I'm not seeing anything standing out. Curtis Samuel missed uh, two days of practice in a row. Kind of a big deal. They have a couple linemen out. Um, Titans have a few players on the injury report. I'm just not being able to see them for some reason. Hold on. Traylon Burks does look like he's going to be out for a while with a toe injury. Zach Cunningham is Zach Cunningham, Bud Dupree, uh, both out of practice this week so far. Nothing to impact. I will say this game is in Washington. However, Tennessee is favored by two and a half points, not quite a touchdown. What say you? Two and a half. Seeing it as a one-point game here. Um, I'm not confident in Washington to do anything. After that Philly game, I think we've kind of wiped all confidence away. Right. Um, no, you say it's a two and a half? Yeah, I'm seeing one and a half. Anyways, um, man, I just the, – the I, scary thing in here – I was just going to say, I think um, FanDuel is slow. Or they're, the, I think they're, they differ from other sports books the most, whereas, like, usually those Vegas sports books kind of follow in line together. It feels like they have the same people running right. the show. So I will say the line for most started at two and a half, went to one and a half. Tennessee still favored, but FanDuel, our official, our official sports book, please bring us that advertisement. There uh, it is. There <laughs> it is. Once you know, once Wisconsin becomes uh, legal gambling state, you know, bring it on. We'll be ambassadors, no problem. Um, yeah, it, it remains two and a half points to uh, the Titans here. Doesn't change it for me. I am going Tennessee. Ten uh, C. The only my only worry is that garbage time stuff with Carson just like flicking it all over the field when it doesn't matter. But is garbage time really going to bring you up to within three? You know, probably not. But I mean, if it's late, late garbage time, it could. Maybe they're up by ten. They get a yeah. touchdown and then try to get the onside or something. Or go for two or something stupid. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Because things are weird in Washington right now. You know what I mean? Well, well I mean, uh, always. I know I've seen something that Washington's already getting fed up with Carson. Um, you go back to Taylor Heineke after you kind of burned him. Um, 
I mean, is Ron Rivera going to end up on the hot seat? Because like it's not getting better. It's actually probably worse than my. We're opinion. really emotional about Carson, but there was like a week or two where he's actually firing pretty well. And it's just the past. Downhill. It's been two weeks in a row where it's. Well, I mean, one was the Philly game, obviously, but then the um, thing about it though, Owen, is these last couple of weeks since the Philly game, he looks like Ray Charles in the pocket, like the guy. <laughs> He has no idea what's going on around him, man. Like, it reminds me of when I'm at work walking through a Walmart and you see an old person with a cart and they're just, you can walk, <laughs> you can come zooming by them and they won't even, they won't even feel your presence. They're clueless. This guy's pocket awareness is like a little, little deer, little fawn deer that he's hunting out in the wild. Like, he just doesn't know what's there. You know, it's more like he's guessing, you know, like sometimes he does, he hasn't seen it at all. And then other times he's reacting to nothing. You know what I mean? It, you know, I it, watching him against Philly and seeing a little bit of the stuff from last week, it reminds me of 18 and on Carson Wentz, 1920, especially. And the dude's pocket awareness is some of the worst I've ever seen um, out of a starting quarterback. And then the thing about it is he takes foolish chances. Like he tries to Brett Favre out there, but he's not Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Like there's 1% of quarterbacks can get away with Brett Favre stuff, and he's not in 1% of quarterbacks. Now he got lucky with a lot of stuff in 17 because it was the perfect, the por- perfect conundrum. Like you had this big athletic guy with a crazy good arm taking these shots, still fresh on the league. Howie has a perfect offseason. Off we have great talent around him. Awesome run game. Dog, everything's clicks. But then the next year, when he's got to be the guy, it just spirals out of control. Um, I've heard it said many a times this is for sure Carson's last chance, I think. And I already think we know what it, what's amounting. You know, there's no way Washington rolls him out again next year. No way. Do you think this is more of a big Tennessee game or more of a bad Washington game? I don't expect Washington to just be bad. I expect this to be Tennessee kind of riding the ship. They have to, um, if they want to be anything in the South. And I think they are going to lean on Henry. You got to right now. Well, I mean, that's how that's how you open up the passing game. Like Tannehill actually looks like a stud when right. Henry is running people over because then he's got the play action. Great, he's a great runner still at like I don't know, he's like thirty four or something. Like he's an old. Right. Yeah, he old was a receiver now. first. Yeah, he was a receiver first. And um, yeah, and the weapons. I mean, Traylon Burks looked like a stud out there at times, but now he's out. Um, so, but yeah, like you said, yeah, Robert Woods. Um, yeah, get them going. They got they got dudes that they can get the ball to. Get Dontrell yeah. Hilliard out of the backfield going again to um, – I mean, they definitely look like a team that's missing, like, a big-time receiver, um, A.J. Brown. Huh, yeah, but um, mystery. No, um, yeah, I, I expect them to – I just – I'm not expecting much out of Washington. Give me I'm, – I'm kind of worried about an upset special here, but I'm just not – I'm just not confident in it. Give me Tennessee, definitely the better team and should be favored by more if they were what they are on paper. Yeah, right. give me Tennessee. I'll take advantage of that line. And Seth will take Tennessee as well. So the juice is loose. Oh, yeah. Next game. Los Angeles charges. Go charges. Go. Traveling to Cleveland, still no Deshaun Watson. Can you imagine? In about seven weeks, we're going to have the debut of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Can you imagine 
how nasty fans are going to be towards that guy for the first they, season out there. Are you kidding me? Browns fans seem to be into him. <laughs> the way they're wearing Which is some gross. Of that, like, is gross. Here's the deal. We've spoke way too much on that situation here, but he could be totally innocent, right? Judging by the way it looks, I assume he's not. But he could be. Regardless, the fact that the Cleveland fans were coming out with those jerseys with the names and stuff on them, you guys are a disgusting fan base. <laughs> you know what I mean? Holy crap, guys. Uh, injury report for the Chargers. Keenan Allen uh, re-aggravated his hamstring last week. After already sitting a couple weeks, it looks like he's going to sit a couple more. You know, hamstring injuries are always going to be – if you really just don't rest the shit out of them, like – there's a good chance of re-aggravating. Um, Soft tissue stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Gerald Everett also dealing with a hamstring injury. He's limited. They're probably going to trot out there without their starting kicker, Dustin Hopkins, and Joshua Palmer, who has actually been great. Can I pause you? What's up? Is this going to overtime? Did the Colts kick a field goal to get it? There's 20 seconds left where I'm at. Yeah, they're going to kick it. This game sucks. It does. I told you guys last week, like Broncos again on prime time. Three weeks out of five, don't want to see them in li- on prime time anymore. I just do not. Walmart use- really just come out and flash some money for Danger Russ, and holy crap! Well, I think they signed Russ before Walmart came in, didn't they? Yeah, but Walmart flashed that cash, man. Walmart's gonna flash the cash to get him out. They've been flashing that cash on me. I get it. But as they as they uh, looks like they're going to line up for a kick down the middle here, uh, really short one. They better not miss. Uh, J- Joshua Palmer's actually been like a revelation revelation for uh, the Chargers. Uh, looks like he could be out, but we'll see. Browns injury report: We're looking at Jadavian Clowney and Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin actually was just resting, so he's he should be good to go. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, though. Hey, that's our other one, right? It's a Dory Jackson and Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. Um, I think Seth and I were talking about the Chargers last week where the – I forget his name already, but the backup left tackle uh, for Rashawn Slater actually played really well. Like, he he didn't let up any sacks last week against the Texans. But now, uh, Miles Garrett is questionable. If you're coming up in your second – start of your career against miles garrett um you're probably gonna have a little bit of a come to jesus you know you are gonna have a welcome to the nfl moment that's for sure for sure so if he plays expect miles garrett to have a big game um but have the chargers figured it out at least have they have they done enough uh uh internally to keep them in football games Chargers are favored by two and a half points on the road isn't bosa hurt I'm not seeing him on the report. Oh, no, he's on that. he's on injured reserve. Yep. I just looked straight over him. Yes, I found him. My bad. Yep. Correct. Yeah, it's a it's a mystery. Uh Derwin James is actually the healthy one on that defense. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I mean, Derwin never really had health concerns up until last year, realistically. Man, um, that Hopkins injury could be bad if it's if he doesn't play. Um it seems like Cleveland's got a lot longer of an injury report. It's just uh, Los Angeles is big time guys, you know. Yeah. 
man, do I want to bet against? Do I want to bet bet against Herbie? He's my guy. Give me the Browns here. I, the the I, Brownies. It's, it's two and a half Browns, right? Yes, or no, or Chargers favored by two and a half. Oh, the Chargers are favored here. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, judging by that injury it, report. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. I I just um I don't know if I trust that Charger defense against this run game because um they're beat up, man. Slater, that could be a problem too. So yeah, give me give me the Browns here. He wants the Browns, ladies and gentlemen, and I am surprised. I'm honestly surprised too because I'm a big Chargers guy, but I they... see your I see your gut feeling here. Yeah. Seth and I both going on the Chargers on this one. I don't know what the Browns are. I still don't. It feels like every time they're in a close game, Jacoby Brissett's throwing an interception and blowing the lead or blowing the chance at the lead. Uh, did the Colts the Colts make it or they're lining up, huh? Uh, I'm a couple of seconds behind you, so. I'm ahead of you. Yeah, I won't react. I got and 16, there's the 15, result. 14. As we as we sit here and wait for Jeremy's live reaction, overtime. Are you kidding? We didn't need more of this game. We really we didn't. did not need more football here, Dan- dude. Here's Danger Russ's bitch ass. Not one six field goals, no touchdowns in this game so far, and this we had no overtime. And you just know this game's gonna end on a field goal or fucking a tie. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> tie feels when's right. the last time if if the if the Colts take a tie here? When's the last time you've seen a team with two ties? You see these QBRs was it, here? Was it oh. the Vikings? It was it the Vikings just a couple years ago? I feel like because they had one. I think they had one against the Packers, but I thought they had another one. Let me see if I can find. And now, yeah, you take two ties, but two ties in the first five weeks of the season <laughs> is gross. You know? Yeah. This is not going to be as easy to find as I thought. No, my guess not. But just to reiterate my point here for the Chargers, um, I'm looking for them to play well. I I just don't know what the Chargers or the Browns are going to be, unless this is just what they're going to be. Just oh, the team that. The last time, here's some. Uh, Should have saved trivia. this one for trivia, but whatever. The last time somebody had two or more times is 1973. Okay, now here, <laughs> let me give you a quick yeah. one. More than one team. Had two ties that year. How many teams do you think had two ties that year? So not two, obviously. Give me three. Four. God. Cleveland, seven, five, and two. Kansas City, seven, five, and two. Denver, seven, five, and two. And Green Bay, five, seven, and two. Jesus Christ. How gross. But anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Seth and I on the Chargers. More confident in the Chargers. I think they had one week to really like. They had a really great game against the Chiefs that they blew. Um, then the the following week is when all the injuries happened. Week after, uh, they kind of blow out, not blow out. They they get get up on the Texans. So I think they carry some momentum. I don't think they're going to be world beaters, but give me the Chargers nonetheless. Am I? I must have overtaken Seth now for the. Most lone wolf picks at this point. Uh, I think I got three in a row. Uh, no, 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 no. 
because we we uh, we all agreed on Tennessee. You and I, I or you and Seth agreed on Detroit. You and Seth agreed on Atlanta. Um, I have the most lone wolf, surprisingly. Really, and, but only two. Literally only two. Oh. I should bring up because I I did want to gloat about my my week last week. Um, while we're here, I went ten. Four, 10 out of 14. I won 10 out of 14. Damn. Um, one game we did not get in. Oh, shit. I should say 10 out of 15. My fault. One game pushed, and that was the Buffalo-Baltimore game, so no one won. Um, so I had a, I had the best week of the year so far. That was great. Good to see. Damn. I needed. Uh, Jeremy goes 8 out of 15, over 500 there. And Seth just, just a little bit out with uh, 7. So we'll keep that updated as we go. Hey, Seth. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> what a loser. What a what a piece of shit that yeah, guy is. Yeah, I bet right. that boat I bet that boat sucks too. <laughs> he's, he's sitting there crying, like, yeah, it does, it does suck. It really does suck too. <laughs> <laughs> Next game. I think we're leaking into the afternoon here. Uh, yes, first afternoon game of the week. San Francisco traveling to Carolina. Ugh. Mm, I, ugh. This 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 might be no points. This might be you know seventeen to ten. This might be that type of game. San Francisco um, at Carolina. Yep. San Francisco is going to be tri- uh, favored by six and a half in this game. I'm going to pull up injuries, but there's nothing. Really, that stood out between these teams that I remember. Um, see if McCaffrey is ends up on it again. It looks like Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, both missed practice today, which is. I was going to say, I know that defensive line thing. in uh, San, San Fran is roughed up a little bit. Besides, you know, Bose is obviously a world beater, but everyone alongside him who are nearly just as good um, looks like they're questionable coming into this week. Verrett is um, out. Um, the two, like you said, Juwan Jennings, I mean, that's just another guy. So yeah, the big ones are those two, the two D linemen, Armstead and, uh, blank on his name. And then, uh, oh, Kinlaw and then Verrett. Verrett's a big one. But it seems yeah, like they, they had baby Palomalo show up and have a fine game last yeah, week. Yeah, what's Luai Tuafunga or something? Tuafunga? as good as I would have got, that's for sure. So, anyway, uh, a long trip on a short week for the 49ers uh, after beating the Rams on Monday. Usually a letdown spot in that case, but uh, maybe the line factors in that to that a little bit because I feel like it could be higher. But, I mean, the 49ers not necessarily scoring a bunch of points. No. Um, you'd think maybe their defense is going to dominate this, op- this Carolina offense, but I would like to hear your solid take. San Francisco favored by six and a half at Carolina. Not quite a touchdown. San Francisco is going to win this by 10 points. Baker is going to throw at least one pick six. And next week, if not Tampa week, I think we see Darnold. Um, this Baker thing is unraveling at the seams really fast. Um, it seems to me that Carolina is the place that quarterbacks go to die. And this is not going well. Um Baker's stats aren't even that bad. It's just the on-field result is ugly. You know what I mean? Um, 
No, they're hard to watch because it's like Lavishka Chenault is talented. He's Robbie also Anderson, out. Uh, he is supposedly. This Robbie Anderson is a deep threat, a good deep threat that Darnold and him picked up their connection from New York last year. And DJ Moore is a stud. And if I'm him, I'm if I'm DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. You know? Could you imagine if you had Christian McCaffrey in Buffalo? Could <sighs> you imagine if you had DJ Moore in Green Bay? That's the thing is is uh, neither of them. Well, DJ Moore might for the receiver contracts, but Christian McCaffrey probably not getting like that much money. Um, for a team like Buffalo, like you'd think that'd be a no brainer. I I truly 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 think this Carolina defense is trending the right direction, and that's what could make this game weird because Jimmy G kind of looked funny last year that last week too. But yeah. um, I just have no hope. There's two things Carolina's got to do: fire their head coach, go at, and then I mean immediately draft a quarterback. I, I wasn't even gonna say draft a quarterback. I'm blowing up the offense in general. Like a quarterback is a part of that for sure. But um, they got to give up the quarterback carousel here. Um, rules got to go. He is very clearly not a good coach. He's, I mean, better than Nathaniel Hackett, clearly. But something about – there was something about last week in a press conference, something he said uh, about the receivers. That's right. Um, it was something about uh, siding with Baker, kind of. It's more like calling out the receivers for what they're doing. And yep. then DJ DJ Moore came out. And he's like he's like laughing at some of the questions. He's like, I'm not going to answer that. Or he said something like, "What can a receiver do but get open?" Like, and that's all I've been right. doing. You know, and it's it makes you look back on last year in Cleveland and go, "Wow, maybe maybe that unraveled Baker." Because the year before that, they're in the playoffs and he played pretty damn well. But this wasn't the situation for Baker. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I can't go Carolina here. That no. defense is enough to to mix things up and make it kind of kind of spicy. McCaffrey might have an all right game, 150 all purpose yards, but they're not winning this. There's no way. That's the thing about it is like Carolina's defense is enough to be annoying. And San Francisco's yeah. offense, uh they're they they're explosive, but they're not like high scoring. You know, they have yeah. Debo, they have Kittle, they have Jeff Wilson, but um they're they're not throwing the ball all day long. Um but this game could be like 10 to 3, you know, right. still in San Francisco still covers. So, yep. Hey, Owen, me... here's, a, here's an alert real quick before you say that. Yep. It popped up with a video of Broncos fans leaving right before overtime. I'm, I, I mean, I would. I don't care. <laughs> Especially if I thought it was going to be overtime. I'm like, I got to go. I fucking hate this. I got to be traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to this game, Jeremy's on 49ers. I am Seth is the juice is loose. Next game. Let me let me give you one quick question before you take us to the next game. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing in Carolina? Uh yeah, get rid of get rid of Matt Rule. You said blow up the offense. It feels like the most likely spot was a previous head coaching candidate, Joe Brady. It feels like that's just what they're gonna do. I don't think that's the right choice. Yeah, he's the OC. Um, I would, yeah, I would get a whole new coaching staff and draft a quarterback and hope you keep guys like DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey around, but I just. I would try to keep DJ Moore, but I'm trying to get everything I can from McCaffrey at this point. 
<clears throat> I can see it. Some serious draft capital for that guy. I don't want any quarterback that's been on the roster in the last two years on this roster going next year. Draft um, three quarterbacks in the next draft. Dude, I, I'll take the corpse of Tom Brady next year. I'll take his ex-wife. You know, I'll take any of them. But um, <laughs> McCaffrey, get some picks out of him. I'm throwing money at DJ Moore just to keep him on the roster, him and Anderson. But, man, like Matt Rule is looking like uh, – he's looking like a um, – how am I forgetting him right now? Chip Kelly. Like, he's looking like oh, that type. Yeah, a little bit. Just a burnout. Yep. Keep the defense intact as much as possible. That's all I know. Yes, because they got young guys on defense. Don't even have to add to it that much. Just, like, let, let it keep growing. Next game, near and dear to Jeremy's heart. We're starting in Dallas. No, I'm just kidding. Philadelphia traveling to Arizona. <laughs> Uh, what do you think, you know, Nick Sirianni on the Pat McAfee show? Did you get to watch it yet? I have not watched the full thing yet. Okay. But I did catch um, the Rock, Paper, Scissors competition. <laughs> I did catch him talking about Jalen, that dog, you know, that dog. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you want me to say. He's a fucking dog. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> I love it. I, here's the deal, man. I um, I am a huge Sirianni fan. And uh, I was – a little leery on him at first because he's unorthodox. That is for sure. He had a weird opening press conference. Like, that's why he gets made fun of. And not only that, but, like, uh, his – the way he goes about things with the T-shirts and the way he talks, the flower analogy, it is a little different. Right. Um, but he's not wrong. That's who he is. He's got to stick to it. As, otherwise, people are going to know, hey, he's, he's fake. Um, I do think, though – Man, I'm 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 big on him. He he, I, he's got an it factor for sure. It's exactly what he said too in the opening. Like one of the first questions too is like, he's he's Pat was basically saying like you are super unorthodox, and it's obviously working. Just yeah. looking at this team, and obviously the the guys love it. Um, yeah, he's just like, what did you always think you're gonna come in and be like? Never give those those cliched head coach speak or whatever. And he's like, yeah, no, that's honestly all it plays into the weird flower analogies. Like, I got a damn flower thrown at me yeah. <laughs> because of, people hated it so much. Well, that's um, that's silly for you, man. They're they're harsh, but um, yeah. The only thing I'd add to that is, I I like the way he goes about his stuff. Um, he's got a hell of a locker room with Fletch, BG, Kelsey, yes. Lindley, that, and that's and also he, exactly what he said. Like, I think a question came up. He's like. I think I mean they were there. It was the it was the Sirianni impersonator Ty, of course, who does like a such such a stupid impersonation, but it's so perfect, <laughs> like to see them talking to each other. Coach be um, coach. Yeah. And he's like, uh, is 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 being a dog a prerequisite for your football team? And he's like, absolutely, absolutely it is. I've uh, seen and, that part. Yep, and if I and if he that. isn't, if that guy isn't a dog, we're gonna give him a chance, but we're gonna keep him around Lane, Kelsey. Brandon Graham, we're going to keep him around those guys because they will turn yep. him into a dog or kick him the hell out themselves. So, yep. uh, you know, you know, that's exact. It's perfect Philly team, really. That it attitude. Is. And you know the thing about it, and even moving forward, because I mean, those guys are all veterans, age veterans. But uh, Jalen's very quickly looking like one of the best leaders in the NFL. And very clearly, and you see that just in the way he speaks, um, for sure. But to talk about the game, Philadelphia traveling to Arizona. Any big Philly injuries we need to know? 
Not really. Um, I mean, Jake Elliott's probably the biggest one of all of them. Um, Slay practice today. Boston Scott's still questionable. Jake Elliott, I say, is the biggest because he's the most notable, like, um, one from last week. Uh, it was kind of ugly. We did sign a kicker. That's for sure. Um, Malalata took an injury. Him and Slay both went down. Uh, Malalata, I think the last I had heard they were waiting on the results of the MRI. It didn't seem too serious. Slay's was a forearm thing. They padded it up. He didn't finish the game. Neither one of them finished the game. But uh, Slay was practicing today. I know that. Um, but yeah, Elliot was kind of the big one. Avanta Maddox and um, Scott both missed last week. They are, neither one of them are participants uh, this week so far. So it's, I think if I remember right, Maddox is looking like he's not going to play. Scott should play. Isaac Sayamalu, uh, I want to say he had a sprained ankle. Um, he left the game against the Jaguars, but he's looking like he's going to be a go. Um, Kyron Johnson, kind of a role player, uh, pass rusher, concussion. And then we had another guy, Patrick Johnson, concussion. What I will say is if Malalot is out, um, Dillard is supposed to be back this week. Um, I'm very confident in Dillard. We uh, we did the the backup linemen we did roll out last week. You didn't even notice it in the game. Um, I I will say we probably have one of the best depths at deep uh, at offensive line and defensive line. But the thing about it is, so Jack Jack Driscoll, Driscoll is kind of the the swing tackle for us. He's like the big V in the Super Bowl year. He, he fit right in behind Malalata. Uh, Suo Peta, he come in, played a lot. Josh Stills, I think, or Stills actually, I think came in first, but got hurt. But um, no, I'm very confident of any of those guys to run a game. We have the best offensive line coach in the league, probably ever, in my opinion. Um, so whether those guys play or not, both of them are questionable, say Amalo and uh, Malalata. So I'm confident either way. I don't care what this line is. Oh, and this line could be 100 points. I'm, I'm taking my Eagles. Um, I'm very confident that Jalen's going to come out and show everybody who the better Oklahoma quarterback was. And, uh, I think we're going to be running spy constant this game. I think it's going to be a thing of let's roll, let's roll Marcus Epps up. Let's roll CJ Gardner Johnson up, put him in a spy Bradbury and Slay both played. They're going to get some picks and even, even down Maddox last week. So this is one thing that I heard on the Eagles pod that was like really telling um, down Maddox this week, and we rolled out with um, God, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Josiah Scott at nickel cornerback, which is like that's he's built for that, right? Didn't give up any big plays, like it, it didn't really look like we were down a starter. Now, Maddox is a high, high end, probably top three nickel corner to me, but uh, Josiah Scott played a hell of a game, and it reminded me of the I hate, I hate doing this, I hate going back to Super Bowl year and comparing it, but uh, it reminded me of that year as. It didn't matter who was on the field. We kept ticking at that peak form. And that's what you've seen last week with uh, the guys going down that did. And, uh, no, I fully expect more of that this week. Nothing on the Cardinals scares me. Nothing. I, I am not worried about anything there. The reunion tour of the Super Bowl year continues as we got Ertz coming home um, to play us. Actually, I think we're in Arizona. But uh, we play Ertz this week. He was talking about it this week as far as um, 
you know, his time in Philly, being a father, so on and so forth. And uh, Ertz is, I love that guy. He's an all-time eagle. I mean, top top five to ten for sure. But um, they're they got quite an injury list. Uh, JJ Watts with the heart stuff probably not going to play. It sounded like uh, Rondell Moore. I know he was limited in practice. AJ Green. I don't even know like if he's a football player anymore. Uh, Marquise Brown. I know he had some sort of leg foot well, injury. The thing about the thing about the Cardinals, like the biggest part is, well, this will be a game that both starting kickers don't play. Prater is out for sure. And Jake, Jake Elliott is trending. It's per him. He's trending to play. Adam Schefter so reported today, and you know he's never wrong. He reported today Jake Elliott was out. Ooh, Jake Elliott, I just watched it. He uh, he's he said he's trending in the right direction to play as of today. All right, fair enough. Um, we did we did sign a kicker, so that didn't tell. But even bigger than that is the Cardinals' whole starting offensive line has like not an insignificant injury for each of them. Three of them were limited. Two of them didn't play. So yep. that's an issue against a great defensive line rotation. And that's an offensive line that's not great. It's middle of the pack. I would say you got a lot of good veterans. DJ Humphreys, Hudson. Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson. Yep. Um, but it's it's certainly not like a trending up type of offensive line. It's something that's mm-hmm. going to hold you together. It, but if you're injured like that and half of them are out, like that's a problem. Um, so for me, oh, I mean – we talked all that time, didn't even give the line out. You're picking the Eagles by minus five and a half. I know you are. Uh, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to pick the Eagles here. I mean, they're riding high. There's a chance, you know, there's a chance this won't be like an easy win. But, um, you know, I can still – I still see like a 33 to 21, something like that. Um, I think, I think you're a little forward. high on the points. I think you're a little high on the points. I like the point. I like points in this one. I do. I uh, I expect 20 points in the second quarter, no less. But uh, this will probably yeah. be this will probably be like a 28 17, right. 28 Fair 14, enough. somewhere in there. And then Seth goes. Philadelphia himself. Five and a half points for possibly the best team in the league against Arizona, who's kind of up and down. So I feel that I feel like the line. Only possibly the best team. Well, I mean, we talked about the Bills that way too, and there's another team we're going to talk about that way. So uh so the juice is loose. What's up? As we move on from my Eagles, did the Colts just win? I don't even know. I'm not even paying attention. It's on a commercial now. They did twelve nine. Oh my god! Oh yeah, they did. Look at that. I wasn't sure if the play that they showed at the end there when I last looked, if it was overtime or if it was third or fourth down. Yeah, Russ tried to fit a needle in there and didn't get it. And fucking seven field goals, no touchdowns in this game. At least they played for the win, not the the tie. Good God, I'm done watching the Broncos for the rest of the year, and I might be done watching the Colts too. Next game. Dallas Cowboys traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Rams playing on a short week. Looked pretty awful against the 49ers on prime time. Offensive line is bad, uh, which is really not a good thing playing against Michael Parsons. Um, And Dallas has won all three games with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Does that end here, Mr. Jeremy? Rams are favored by five and a half points at home. I did see that C.D. Lamb, who did not have an injury, 
designation until today. Uh, he did not practice for an unspecified reason. Um, nothing really mentioned as to why. No deck Prescott, obviously, this week. Um, what for the Rams? Doesn't look like anything severe for the injury spot. So do the Rams win this game by five and a half points at home? No. Give me Dallas here. Dallas. Give me Micah with a fuck the game up game. Um, And I think Rush keeps it tight. I do not have a ton of faith in the Rams. Trayvon Diggs is coming out of this game with a pick for sure. Matt Stafford is going to give him a, he's literally going to hand him the ball. There's, there's no if and buts about it. And Diggs is one of the most overrated players in the league, but he is 100% getting an interception this week. I'll be surprised if Stafford comes out of this game without two picks, but uh, no, I, I think Dallas keeps this tight. If not keeping Rush's undefeated record. <laughs> so the Rams are definitely a bit worrying. Um, they've had some bright spots, but I mean, they're one of their two wins was, uh, almost squandered when the Falcons came back at the end. I am going to say, I'm going to say Dallas, but I just don't feel as confident about it as you or Seth do. I'm right on the line there. I nearly picked the Rams, but it's really, you think about Micah Parsons, bad offensive line, Allen Robinson, they can't seem to get involved Cooper cup is getting the ball 10 times for sure and probably getting it thrown at him another 10 times that just don't connect. Has to be. Getting forced in there. Um, so Cooper Rush, the magic of Cooper Rush, undefeated Cooper Rush continues here in Dallas. And and to me, I, I almost still think the Rams will win it, but five and a half points is a lot to me. It does seem like too game. much for the Rams. Right. So, yep, we are juicy loose. On Dallas. Sunday night game. Pretty good Sunday night matchup. And I am glad we're returning to these excellent divisional matchups. Cincinnati traveling to Baltimore. AFC North L. Truly one of those, like one of those games in the past that would have been Vontez Perfect really going off on somebody, you know. Giving somebody a CT. Yep, for sure. 100 percent uh, I don't have much in the way of injuries for this one. I'd have to look it up just to verify. But Bengals seem to have turned their Bengals seem to have turned their season around. Two straight victories, looking good. Uh, offensive started to light it up for sure. I'd seen on ESPN. Uh, I think it was Get Up, or no, it was NFL NFL Live. I think it was NFL Live. Uh, they were picking on the Bengals because of they're doing a lot of shotgun. Uh, and they're really tipping their hands to defenses. It's not making it, you know, it, you you see things a lot easier when the team's in gun because play action just doesn't play as well. When you're under center, like anything could be happening. You never know when you turn around for play action. So it looks like that's something they'll have to figure out, especially Ravens defense is pretty good, but they are struggling at the moment. They should be better, but they are struggling, especially that uh, that fourth quarter defense. Um, are we going to see a shootout? Are we going to see a Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson shootout? Because I think we deserve it after watching this horrible Thursday night game. <laughs> we deserve something. I, I might deserve my money back on NFL Plus. Crash <laughs> happened. That game was garbage. It was. It was absolutely garbage. Um, 
Baltimore favored by three points at home here. Actually, scratch that, three and a half points at home here. Essentially a pick them on a neutral field, which feels about right for these two teams where they're at right now. So the only injuries that I've seen was Hayden Hurst and T. Higgins for the Bengals. T. Higgins was the one I, I was wondering about, actually. And he sounded like he wasn't playing this week, the last okay. I um, For the Ravens, Ben Cleveland, the guard, Marcus Peters, Justice Hill, Rashad Bateman, all questionable. Actually, Hill is doubtful. Houston is also questionable with Ronnie Stanley also being questionable. Ronnie Stanley is just questionable, no, like, designation after it. Um, that's actually a decent chunk there. But the thing about the Ravens is everything relies on Lamar. Um, and, man, we know they can put up points in bunches. Um, bunches. But, can they, but can they close out a game? You know, that's the thing here. I don't know. Uh, God, this one's almost kind of hard. Because, um, uh, I mean, the Bengals basically average 25 points a game, right? No, I guess they got the two. Okay. Can the Ravens win as long as – The Bengals are going to give you 20, 24 points for sure. It's – can the Ravens give you 30 this week? Because they have to. Can they? Give me Lamar, MVP performance, uh, put up 30 points by himself. Give it to me. I am confident in that. I am confident in Lamar. Jeremy throws it up there, tees it off for a – Juice is loose on Sunday night. I'm going Baltimore as well. Seth as well on top of that. I'm saying first first to 35. Who is it? Race to 35. Give me the Ravens. I wouldn't I wouldn't just quite say the first to 35. Because I mean Baltimore can do that and then give up 35 points in the third quarter. Well, you know, you know, I to me, give me like a 36 to 33. That feels like a great Sunday night matchup between these two teams. And that's what I want. Yes, that is gonna be a fun game to watch. For sure. Oh, I said thirty-six to thirty-three. I meant more than that because of the line. But give me the ball. Give me Ravens, regardless. Uh, moving on to Monday night, another pretty dang good matchup. Even though the Raiders are only what one in three right now. Yep. Coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think this has potential to be competitive. I think it could be. It could be like forty to thirty, but. That's still that's still a good game, you know. That's still a good Monday night. So, in that case, Kansas City favored by seven and a half points at home. Is that enough in your view? You really think this could be a good game? I like where the Raiders are at after last week because that's what I wanted to see. And now that they can do it, Josh Jacobs looks pretty good. Uh, Devonte is getting the ball again. You know, I think it could happen. So Hunter Renfro is questionable to doubtful with concussion. Okay. Darren Waller is questionable at the shoulder stop. Um, the rest of it is just kind of role players. But those two matter. Denzel Perriman is also questionable. Or no, yeah, he's questionable. Concussion as well. Um, Renfro, I'm pretty sure, is not going to play from what the way it was reading. The Chiefs are one of the less, like, more – uninjured teams if I remember right 
Um, where are you at, Chiefs? Oh, I'm going the wrong way. I'm going from the C's, not the case. Um, ah, man, that's after the game they just put up, like they looked like peak Chiefs. Um, you said it's five and a half points? Seven and a half points, which makes it harder. That's, you know. The last time these two played, Kansas City put up 48. How much did the Raiders many scored? Nine. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that. Blew the fuck out. Apparently, Kansas City's injury report is so small that I can't even find it. Um, I don't have a ton of face. Yeah, right just now. just hit me with it. I know. I I know what you're doing, and that's fine. Just just hit me. Can't, yeah. Okay. I found. I finally found their injury report. Harrison Bucker, questionable. Don't know how to say that guy's last name. Questionable. Trey Smith, questionable. And the rest of these dudes are IR, and then one backup tackle is out. Give me Kansas City by a billion. I'm also going Kansas City. Seth is also going Kansas City. The juice is loose for the last time tonight. Quite a bit. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five games, Jeremy. Five games we deferred on. Five OJ games, huh? <laughs> um, there was only there was only one OJ game. And that was us two on the Giants, Seth on the Green Bay Packers. Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad. Yep. Yep. This is uh, hey, every other one. Yeah, you okay. agreed with no. Yeah, you no. You agreed with Seth on two of them. Uh, we actually OJ'd on the Jets and Giants. And then Seth and I were on the Chargers. You you only lone dogged it one. Oh, one and more importantly, this is the OJ pod right now. That's true. That is true. true. That is alarming. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. It feels <laughs> dirty, doesn't it? Getting real like that, it's dirty. <laughs> uh, so we're all on KC. I think I think the Raiders. I think it could be like a forty to thirty. That's kind of what I'm seeing. You um, really think they could put up thirty points? Because I'm looking back on this. So the Raiders go 19 points, 23 points, 22 points, 32 points on the Broncos, who are clearly dog shit. And then the Chiefs go 44, 27, 17 on the Colts in a fluky game, and then 41. I fully expect them to light up that Raiders defense because that pass rush isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It's not not kicking in right now. It's going to be 38-plus points for the Chiefs. I just can the can the Raiders actually score? Like, can they get over? Can they get over twenty points? We shall see, my friend. But uh, that's why I pick Kansas City. So there concludes a raucous line is right segment. Feel good? Feel pretty good about your week here? I do. Um, a couple of those games feel a little slimy, but I'll take them. I feel I feel pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I, it, it's tough picking the Giants on Monday morning or Sunday morning in London, but, you know, there's a couple games like that. Um, leading in here, just to sign off, I do have a couple questions for you if you want to trivia. a little trivia ski. Hit me. I was going to say, I got two for you, so hit me. Oh, shit. We'll do uh... – Let's just go back and forth. I All only right. got two. So. We'll only do two answers each. Perfect. Just to keep it clean. Uh, let me start it out for you. 
Uh, let's test your knowledge of the mid 2000s. Oh, you're gonna have, to, you're gonna have to dig deep. But it feels like feels like that's our wheelhouse. But uh, you'll have to dig deep for it. The 2006-2007 Colts had a run to the Super Bowl, including a touchdownless 15-6 win over the Ravens. Who played quarterback for the Ravens during this time? 2006-2007. So Mark Bulger comes to mind. I think he played there for a little bit, if I remember right, like just a weird year. Trent Dilfer, I think, played there at the end. But I'm going to go Troy Smith. He wants Troy Smith. Troy Smith is your official guess? Yes, because I can't think of the dude that they drafted in the second round that one year is right now. So, yeah, give it to me. Troy Smith started two games in 2007, the 2007-2008 season. A year off. A year off. Um, he – yeah, I don't know if he was drafted this year. I feel like he was. But, uh, yeah, just a year removed. This – I'll give you one more guess. This specific quarterback played all 16 games of the 2006-2007 season. God, there was that guy that they drafted in the second round. Or maybe he was right at the end of the first. But I remember they brought him in. They were the only team that gave him a shot, and then he just kind of burned out after like two or three years, I think. I just can't think of his name. Um, I can like picture him in Madden being like a 77 overall, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, You're going to say his name, and I'm like, that's him, I feel like. 2006, right? 2006. Baltimore Ravens. Made the playoffs with him. Steve McNair. Good fucking guess, Jeremy. Steve McNair it is. Steve Air McNair. He did it. 16 games, lost in the wild card round. Uh... I don't know who you're thinking of necessarily. Anthony Wright was a guy that started a few games in, during this time. Uh, Kyle Bowler was the traditional starter here. I think it was Bowler. He, he started in – I think he was drafted in 2003. Um, and then just in 2008, Joe Flacco uh, was drafted and started every game from then till 2015. Damn. Damn down. Yeah, yeah. What a guy, huh? Steve McNair. Good pull. Good pull. What a guy that's a dude. You want to flop back? Yeah. Back and forth here? Oh, mine is uh, a current thing. So far through the NFL season, um, there is four cornerbacks, okay, that are keeping QBs, passer ratings against them, under 30.5, Okay. I want you to name off two of these cornerbacks. Two of the four. Two of the four. I'll give you four. To- I'll give you three guesses. You can get one spare. That's really tough. That's really tough because I know there's a lot of good cornerback play. 
Yeah. But I feel like none of them are like the studs. Because JC Jackson hasn't really been good. Jair, um, you know, he's come out of games. I feel like he would be there, but uh, groin injury hampering him. Yep. Jalen hasn't really played exceptional this nope. season yet. He got roasted the first week. I think that ruins it. I think he just threw it all off. Yeah. Shoot then. Um, let me start off with your guy. Uh, your guy in, in uh, New York. Let me start off with your guy DJ Reed, Mister Baller himself. Ding ding ding! You've got one of them. I feel like I gave that one away a little early. Kind of, but you're but. absolutely right. Like he has been, um, kind of a monster. It does help that he's getting kind of extra targets in a sense because nobody wants to try sauce gardener um so he is able to get those stats fair enough the other three can i pick anybody out of the other three i'm trying to think of some teams and some guys i feel like Xavier howard could be there but i think he's had some that he's actually had some dumb penalties so not necessarily like big plays against him um who else? It could be. I was thinking Derek Stingley. He kind of came up to mind. But it's tough because the Texans just aren't good. I'm just, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and say Derek Stingley. Let's just stick with the rookies for now. Incorrect. Fair enough. And with your last guess, I get a good one. Big play all day. He ate some hay, Darius Slay. That's a goofy-ass thing to throw in there. But, yes, you could have gone with either starting Eagle cornerback. Oh, Jesus. Then, Here we go. And they show up in the top four. Um, it goes like this. Number four, which actually this may have changed a little bit, but I know it's still the, th- the four guys. Um, coming in at number four, we have Mr. James Bradbury himself, Mr. Standing in the Locker Room, Reporters are talking to him, and Slay says, "How did New York New York let this man out of the building?" And Bradbury <laughs> says, "You'll have to ask New York." Um, he is giving his uh, pass rating against him is thirty point five. He has two picks on the season, one going for a tutty. Um, coming in at twenty nine point three, we have my other dog, the, uh, Darius Big Play Slay, at twenty nine point three. Now. Their combined passer rating when throwing against them. Okay, get this. Passer rating, throwing the ball at the dirt every single snap, 39.6. Passer rating when targeting Darius Slay and James Bradbury, 28.3. These guys are lights out. Um, I said it pretty early when we were coming into a pod. I think I think Bradbury might have been one of my picks for a top five A and B, if I remember right, or a very close honorable mention. These two I knew were going to be a hell of a tandem. They are not the same corner. They don't play the same, but they are really good off of each other because Slay gives you that run with anybody stuff, and then Bradbury gives you real, real good zone coverage. Um, The last two, Owen, so that is three and four. Coming in at two is DJ Reed himself, 16.0 being the QBR, and then number one is J.C. Horn. Hey, nice. He's got some pretty, pretty nice stats this year, which um, he what was it again? He's got here we go. 
games allowing less than 10 yards, four. Games allowing more than 40 yards, zero in his career. Yeah, that's something. It's impressive. I, I just picked the wrong young corner. I really did. Really? It's a little off. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good questions. Uh, I'm going to throw you out a little bit. Well, I'm going to give you a 10-second shot clock on this just to speed up time. 2003-2004 Carolina Panthers had a run to the Super Bowl, including a stunning double OT win, 29-23 over the formerly St. Louis Rams. Who was the quarterback? The Rams? Yep. Do I get two guesses? If you can fit them both in the shot clock. Kurt Warner. Wrong. Mark Bulger. It's Mark Mark, Mark Bulger, yep. Mark Bulger? I thought it was was Bulger. One of us is saying it right. All right, fair enough. I've heard it both ways. Yeah, I've seen this. I I knew I had two, but i seen the second one. I didn't read the second one until now, and I was like, that's way easier. You you knew Mark Bulger was on the Ravens. Like, you know? Yeah. Who, Who pulls that? He never started a game for the Ravens, though. I don't think he did. I think he was just drafted. But uh, that's that. Go ahead. I got one more for you, and I just got to pick which one I wanted to do. Oh, boy. Um, Do you want it to be an offensive one or a defensive one? Uh, Defense, sure. Perfect. Okay. This defense. Current, right? Current defense. Leads the NFL in opponents three and out drives, 21. An opponent three and out percentage, just under 50%. They have 16 sacks, 10 takeaways, and a plus eight turnover differential. Can you name that defense? Did you did you give me a back to back Eagles question? Is that, is that what I'm waiting for? I started the three and up percentage made me think Tampa Bay for sure, and then uh, you brought up the sacks and the turnover ratio, and just last week alone in Jacksonville, and then you couple that with uh, Carson Wentz dropping anytime he he felt somebody looking at him. Uh, it has to be the it has to be the Eagles. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct, Owen. Um, what was your offensive Eagles stat that you're going to throw at me? <laughs> that's so crazy because it was an Eagles stat, too. <laughs> A.J. Brown has 25 catches on the year so far. How many of them have been for 10-plus yards? Mm, I feel like the majority. Give me 13. 21. Jesus Christ. So here's one thing about my Eagles right now. Um, AJ Brown is actually listed as the number one receiver in the NFL per PFF currently. Um, there is some absolute uncanny numbers coming out of Philly. Um, the game Hassan Reddick just posted, um, like turnover margin. He had two first forced fumbles, two fumbles recovered, a sack, just like balls of the walls. Gets defensive player of the week. Last week, it was Slay. The week before that, um, we've had a player of the week every single week so far. 
Yeah, that'll do it. Isn't that it's that's kind of like Madden where you're like, you know, you just threw for five touchdowns and the next week you ran for four and then the next week you had two pick sixes and, you know, it just rambles on. It is uncanny. Um, it has been fun to watch, that's for sure. Um, but no, yeah, I, I had I'm loaded up on Eagles questions for you guys. Enough uh, about the stupid fucking Eagles. You love it. You love it. The last thing I have for you, Owen, before we, we get out of here is I just the viewers won't be able to see it, but your live reaction to this photograph. Is that is he just <laughs> and then what was Micah the caption? Says, Mike Micah Parsons, nah, bro. This gone too far. Every player has a bad game with a bunch of laughing faces. But uh, <laughs> he looks like he hates Russ. Melvin, this is a Melvin Gordon standing over Russ, just giving him like these like shocked and depressing eyes as Russell Wilson sucks on a water bottle <laughs> with a parka on <laughs> after the after the loss. No, just kind of this right. is mid game, bro. Mid game, <laughs> mid game. Because that picture, I I screenshotted it probably. 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, and it was taken 45 minutes before that at least. Are they missing Drew Locke right now? I don't know if they're missing Drew Locke, but they are not enjoying Russell Wilson. Yikes. Big yikes town. But with that, we'll wrap up this edition of Preview Thursday. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed one week without Seth. Uh, he will most certainly be back because we would fall apart without him. Hey, and, but put uh, in your votes. Do you want us to just get rid of him on like a Thursday? I'm not know. sure. I'm not sure who's telling you. Um, <laughs> no, we want <laughs> we want Seth back. I need Seth back. Yeah, I'm exhausted already. I don't know how he does it. He loves it, man. He does. He does. Well, with that, we will give our sign off. Ready for a well-deserved week of good games after this horrible Thursday night game. God damn it. Bad, bad, bad. Come back to you for some little recap Tuesday. Jeremy may be in, maybe not. Depends on the schedule. But it also depends on my schedule, too. We're all all over the place. Seth is the the consistent one here. Seth has got the cleanest schedule of all of us. He definitely is, 100%. you know, you, you've you got the, hey, Owen, we need you in this hotel for some internet, you know, on a whim. Yeah, yeah. hey, got... we need to restore the server. Hey, we need you to work till – I worked till 4 a.m. just a couple of days ago. I got one hour of sleep. That's gross. Um, I'm the, you know, customer service extraordinaire and get stuck in a store for an extra hour and a half. And then, yes, uh, you are. And then I got children, you know, so that, that – You are a father. I, I am a father, <laughs> so a little different. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, And with that, you know what we say, Jeremy? Adios. Adios. Adios, guys.